0: To Squat Club on the Air. Hey guys, welcome to next episode of Squat Club on the Air with Lenka and Luke.
1: Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome back.
0: Yeah, happy new year. It's the first one for Luke and I this year. Yep. Um, today we'd like to talk about injuries and how it affects your mental well-being. Um, Luke had an injury during last year, which was um, pretty major and I want to ask a few questions about how how did it happen and how did he deal with it and how well did he deal with it? Yep. So can you tell us, Luke, what actually happened?
1: Yeah, so last year, last May, uh, during like COVID, I had a blood clot. So it's called like a, um, a DVT um, in my subclaving vein, which is up in my upper arm. Um, and yeah, so I pretty much... Was training on a, on a Saturday and when I got home in the afternoon, I noticed my arm was quite heavy, which was um, a bit interesting. Kind of like, you know, when you train at the gym and you have like a pump, kind of that feeling, but seven hours later. So I was like, hmm, something's not right here. And then I was like, when I had a shower, I just take my jumper off and it was quite heavy to lift my arm up. So I knew something wasn't right from there. So yeah, that was uh, that was kind of the first time I noticed it. And then from pretty much from there, I had to go to the doctors and to Campbell Town Hospital. Uh, now, they didn't really pick it up. They just kind of sent me home. So that was quite interesting. Uh, I I definitely knew something wasn't right. So that was, um, that was concerning. So then I reached out to a few people from, um, from Bounce Back and they kind of led me in the right direction when and got an ultrasound to confirm that I had the blood clot in my vein, uh and yeah, I pretty much from there had to go straight to hospital and get it sorted.
0: So. so what was the time frame between the Saturday session and when you actually went to hospital and they um yeah. they did the surgery?
1: Yeah, so I went to I went to the Campbelltown hospital on the Sunday. I found it on the Saturday, I noticed my arm was quite swollen, quite heavy. So then on the Monday, which was actually my birthday, surprisingly, <laughs> so I can't forget that. It was a great, it was a great 25th birthday. Uh, that's when I went to the yeah the doctor, and then I was went to got an ultrasound. The doctor called me back saying confirming that I had like a full occlusion clot. So that's why my arm was heavy; blood wasn't getting out of my arm. And then from there, went to a, went to a surgeon. Um, having the best birthday of my life, Lenka, you know. <laughs>
0: that was, you had the surgery on the day, didn't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, so I oh, I went in hospital. So pretty much went to a surgeon. He sent me um, to Liverpool Hospital. And then I didn't have the surgery the first day. They just put me on like a blood thinner through yeah. like a drip just to make sure that um, blood could still get through. And um, I didn't have the surgery straight away. It was the next day, so on the Tuesday I then went in for the first surgery and yeah, like that was just to try to go in, just try to open that vessel, get the blood flowing. And yeah, at that stage it was all kind of like weird. I was like, what's going on? Like normally, you know, I'm quite healthy. I was like, like, why is this kind of happening to me? Like I didn't, wasn't really sure what was going on. And yeah, in hospital it was quite confusing as well. Cause I had multiple doctors telling me multiple things and, even when I went to that first surgeon on my on my birthday, when he sent me to the before he sent me to the hospital, it was kind of just like I went in. I was in there for two minutes. just like, "You've got this, this, and this." And for someone who understands like anatomy and term- terminology, it was still quite daunting just to be like told you got this and this, and you need to go to the hospital. And that was kind of it. So I was just like driving to the hospital on my birthday. Like, this oh. is such a good day. So it was um yeah, it was a little bit overwhelming. So yeah, that was kind of how from when I. When i first noticed it so where i'm kind of at now in the hospital so. so
0: do you know what was the cause of it like what what why did it happen
1: yeah so uh, normally like when people hear like blood clots or st- stuff like that they normally think maybe people who are overweight or maybe someone who's had surgery and they're not getting much movement sometimes that can happen then uh mind was more of a they called it an effort induced thrombosis so throm- throm- thrombosis is like a, the clot um it's pretty much from repetitive um, action. So mine would have been from more the gym. I'm not saying that the gym, like the gym's not good and you're going to get a blood clot if you go to the gym. But um, just where the the vein runs through between my collarbone and my rib, um, that area just over time was compressed being on my right side. Um, so, yeah, they descri- describe it as like an effort-induced one because I'm right-handed as well. Just probably that vessel over time probably – it was like an acute to chronic thing. So they it probably would have been there for a couple of years, which I did kind of notice a few signs leading into it. But um, the, the the final one was on that Saturday when my arm went fully, um, like fully swollen, full and pumped, blood wasn't getting out. and I But previously I, I was noticing like my left arm wasn't getting much blood flow, um, but it was actually my right was fully just getting too much because blood wasn't getting out of my right arm. So it was quite interesting um people think like oh you're young to have a blood clot like how it's happened to you but it was more from the the vessel being kind of compressed in that space um which i've i won't go into detail now but i found out a few reasons why that may be and just how i was maybe lifting in my younger years and stuff like that but it was yeah it was an, a learning curve for me as well so, so
0: so is it is it a common injury
1: or Um, it's, it's not like, it's not heaps common injury. So the one that I had was my vein. Most people will get, um, it's called thoracic outlet syndrome. So where the veins, arteries and nerves run through, there's like a small space between your collarbone and your rib. Um, most people will get nerve. So people might have before maybe like pins and needles or tingling in their hands. It's normally, I think about 90% of cases, it's going to be the nerve that's kind of compressed. I think it's somewhere between like, I think it's like 3% for the vein and a little bit higher for the artery like 10 percent or something like that so the the veins the least common one and um unfortunately that's the one i got um that's the the, the vessel that got probably compressed the most it wasn't really getting any pins or needles in, in my hand, so um yeah
0: there you go so it's been eight months since the surgery um can you tell what, can you tell us about your recovery and if you are back to normal training now or what what's yeah. the story with you now?
1: Yeah, so it's been like it's been a big uh, I guess what'd you say, how long? Eight months? Eight months. Yeah, yeah, probably about eight months. It's been a big eight months. So when kind of when I was in hospital I had a couple smaller surgeries. So the surgeries I had in hospital were just going with like a balloon catheter to open up the vessel. Now they're a bit worried that because I had one on the first day that the vessel wouldn't completely like, well, it didn't completely open cause they opened are like, okay, blood's getting through now. My body had made all these different pathways around that vein to try to get around it. Um, and I went back in the next day, had the same procedure. They went in with the balloon, blew it up, blood, blood was getting through, but it just wasn't sticking. So it was kind of just keep, keep going back to what it was. So I had to do that three days in a row. And, um, they were kind of. They kind of tossing up whether to um, take out my first rib, um, put a, a stent in. So a stent would have been permanent. I would have had that for the rest of my life. Would have had to be on medication the rest of my life. Um, so they'll kind of. they will tossing up what to do there, but I feel like they. And looking back now, they probably made a good option of just kind of getting a bit of blood flowing through and then putting me on medication, which I was on medication for six months, which um. I'm finally off it now. So, um, yeah, like the recovery from then to now has been really good. I think the hardest part for, for me was that initial part, being in hospital, that was probably the hardest thing. Like all these kind of thoughts go through your head and like you're like, like I don't know, even I kind of understand it all and I, I've been a uni, I've been education and all that stuff. It's still quite overwhelming. So, um, yeah, I think during that, that phase, that was my hardest part of the recovery because there was someone in the hospital, like had multiple doctors telling me multiple things. And one, one, one of the ones that really stuck with me was one of the surgeons after I had my, I think, third procedure done, because I kept doing the same thing day after day for a couple of days. Um, one of the surgeons come in to me and just, I've never, I, don't, I haven't met this guy the, the couple of days I've been in hospital. And he was like to me, you know, you're probably not going to be able to um, lift weights again you're not going to be able to continue doing the work you do um, and the activities like like playing like tennis or like kayaking and stuff like that. He said, because I've had people like this before and if you keep doing what you're doing, you can potentially lose function in your arm and all these things. So then like, uh, to me, I was like in my head, I was kind of thinking like, you know, like I don't really kind of believe this guy, but, you know, it kind of creeps in your head when you're in hospital. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. Um, and it, like it is, it was quite scary as well. Cause you know, if a clot does travel from like, if it dislodges from where it was and goes into your, your lungs or your heart or something, then you're going to have some serious consequences there. Um, so that was probably the hardest part of the recovery. Um, like I had good people around me, like Nadia really helped while I was in hospital because I'm like an over-worrier and how I deal with things isn't good. So she was good, good, really good support and really helped me through as well. And then, um, yeah, I had also uh, Kate from Bounce Back. She kind of helped me with just the injury post that. So, yeah, one, like once I got out of hospital, um, I was still a bit like confused as to what I can and can't do. I was in a bit of a shock that it kind of happened to me. So once I kind of got past that, it was just kind of working out, yeah, where do I kind of go from here? Like do I – is this what this guy was saying? Was Is that true? Am I going to be able to do things? So like thankfully I had good people around me and – I'm quite a, per- a person who looks into things so I wanted to make sure what I was doing wasn't going to do any harm and over the the first few months I was probably in my head thinking like I kind of went back into the gym training just light weights for my upper body and I was always thinking like is this going to do more harm is going to do more damage like what if the clot's still there um, and I had a good surgeon who originally I didn't have me at the start but he was big on getting me back to full function so he kind of said what the other guy was saying isn't true, like you'll be okay, you can kind of do this and he kind of guided me there as well and kind of helped me and with my own kind of experience, I just kind of like brought the two together. Um, But that was probably the hardest part because when I was training, my hand would swell up, it would be blue and I was like, oh shit, there's something wrong and um, like I wasn't really sure what the best thing was, you know what I mean? And it's quite confusing, yeah.
0: I was just going to say like this can be – very very confusing for someone who has no idea who's not in the industry as we are mm-hmm. like imagine if it's one of your clients and one surgeon says that they can't do anything yep. for the rest of their life yeah like what would you suggest like yeah always look for someone some like another opinion yeah
1: it's kind of hard cuz you know you put your faith in these people who are doctors and surgeons and stuff and i see it all the time with um serious injuries where you know the surgeons or the doctors will say you're not going to be able to lift again or you're not going to be able to do this again and this again and I think they only know what they know and sometimes you you may the thing is like you don't want to not listen to them because they are professionals and sometimes they they might have a good justification as to why you can't do things but I would say like it's always a good idea just to even sometimes get a different opinion. If you're not, if you're not happy with it, if you don't feel it's right for me, I, I wasn't comfortable with the fact that someone has said to me, you can't do this, this, and this. So that's when I went looking for different answers. Um, if, if you have an injury and it's like, it's pretty serious. And someone a doctor says you shouldn't be doing this maybe for the first two or three weeks, like definitely listen to them. But if, if they've said something that you're not comfortable with and you feel like maybe there's, Maybe it's not right. I would definitely always look to to get a different opinion, talk to different people about it, because there might be people with the same injury or same incidents. It's um, yeah, it's a tricky one because you know if you if you don't know any different, you're just gonna take what they say, and it could affect your whole life. Like imagine if I was like, oh, this guy's right, and then I never lifted weights again, and I never did all the activities I wanted to do, like you know, play tennis or whatever that may be. Um, it would have probably affected my life greatly yeah. but um thankfully i didn't like just listen to that one person said because it was doctors saying other things as well and my actual main surgeon the one that i kept seeing he's the one that would was thankfully he was the one that had the the big decision he said like you can get back to things and lucky i didn't take that one surgeon's yeah. um, view on things so i would always say like if you're not comfortable with what someone has said or um you know the advice they've given you, you can always go and seek someone else and get a different opinion and talk to a different professional or a different doctor. Um, but not, not to discredit what these doctors and surgeons do, it's important to listen to them. But if you're not comfortable with what's been said, I would always look to investigate further. Yeah. yeah. So
0: now with your training, because um, obviously I've, we've been working together for four years, so I know how your training was before the injury and what it is like now, it yep. has changed a lot. Yeah. So, is it more because you are enjoying different things now or is it obviously because you want to prevent yeah, f- to that for that to happen again.
1: Yeah, so yeah, my, I think since then my training has changed a fair bit. Um and it like it like it did take a while like I said before. It did take a while for me mentally to be like, you know what, I can do these things, I can push that a little bit harder. So, my training at the start was was this really light upper body and I kind of just eased into it and I'll just say like the last couple months I've definitely gained a lot more confidence and I'm pretty much doing back doing everything that I wanted to do but I have kind of looked at the human body a bit different way when I was younger I'd always kind of focus on you know lifting weights super heavy and again I'm not saying that lifting weights is heavy is bad Um, but I would focus more like you know just just building muscle and not really looking at how the body moves and how to optimize movement and all those type of things. So I think now I found a good balance between, you know, focusing on, you know, building strength, building muscle, but also at the same time, making sure my quality of movement is good and I'm, ma- I'm making sure that in my warm ups and all those type of things, I'm trying to optimize how I move. Cause with my situation, I've looked into it a fair bit. Like my, my collarbone would always kind of drop down a little bit with some exercise, which I've really noticed now, I've also noticed that my right shoulder seems to drop a bit more. So that's just compressing my right side, which is where the, the blood clot was. So I just looked at it a different way and go, okay, how can I change this exercise to better suit what I need without just completely throwing training out the window because it's something I love and enjoy doing. I didn't want to just, you know, not build muscle anymore, which I actually got told that I can't build any more muscle around my chest and my shoulders, which I am, I'm still like maintaining and just not – no, I'm not going to be the next uh, bodybuilder. In well, the I was just going <laughs> to say you, you guys
0: can't see him, but he's very skinny at the moment. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. Thanks, Link. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not massively focusing on, you know, building muscle and that's be I know I'm just focusing on. I still like, I still like to do that style of training, and I haven't just completely gone, oh, that's bad and that's going to hurt me or make it worse. Like I've been. I still do that type of training, but I have some other stuff I incorporate. Like I I play soccer now as well. I incorporate some more athletic style movements. So my training's changed a little bit. I think probably the big takeaway is like, you know, if you do have an injury, you can definitely train train around it. And for a lot of times, if you just, if you seek out help from someone and, you know, they can guide you of maybe what your body needs more of, or, you know, maybe you've got an injury where your elbow or your shoulder hurts and then you just kind of you drift away from doing upper body when you just got to find better way of doing things. And I think that's probably the the thing that I've learned over the last eight months. It's like, I just gradually ease back into it and just found better ways of doing things. Um, And it's very similar to what I was doing just with a slight little tweak here or there. So for some people that have been told, you know, you can't train again or your back's really bad or, you know, your shoulder's never going to be as good as it can. I I would always like say like, try not to take that advice you know, fully on board and always looks. so how can I actually do things better to actually help with my situation? That's kind of what I've done, I would say. So, yeah.
0: So I guess for both of us, because we have started um, training people at the same time and we have learned so much from day one to Mm -hmm. today and changed our opinion on the style of training and everything. um, What would you say to people who are training just to be healthy And the health is the most important thing for them. What would you tell them to do?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think because when you get into the gym, everyone has this goal of being healthy, right? And it's definitely a big goal of mine. And sometimes we can actually hop into the gym and we start lifting really heavy weights and, you know, Sometimes when we lift these heavy weights, our technique can go a little bit out and then all of a sudden we get a little bit of a couple injuries here or there. And then our body feels like it's completely wrecked because we're just, you know, not really looking after it. We're just lifting load of top of load. And not that that's a problem, but over time you can, you find that people get sometimes little niggles and the same muscles being tired all the time. And then that coming into the gym, they're just like they're over it and like they feel worse than kind of when they came in. Um, I think my advice for people who are training just for health would be just finding a good balance of everything and not just going down. Typical gyms that you go in would just have more of a bodybuilding-style programming. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's great for building muscle, and I still do that with all my clients. But typically these this body like start bodybuilding style of training it's like you're going to be in the same positions over and over again which means you're going to be loading the same areas which means you're generally to see the same injuries over and over because your body will always try to find the easiest way possible and the easiest way would probably be just feel like arch your back lift it up and you'll notice these things over and over again so from a health point of view if you're always injured and not feeling your best and always tight and then you're not moving good like that for me isn't great for your health and definitely like your mental health as well, which is a huge part of it. Um, you know, even when I like all these happen, I consider myself someone who makes health a priority and I didn't really like these things happen to me. And I don't, I don't straight away go and fix them. Like I had to get Nadia to go and push me and make sure that I go to the, the doctor. And like, I was like trying to really put it off. And you know, if, if health is your goal, but then you're coming in and trashing your body in, the exercise sessions and everything's feeling really beat up and you saw everywhere in the long term, it's going to be not great for your health. So I'd say like find exercises that, you know, work for you that can not just, just the same movements over and over again, have a bit of variety in your training, do things outside of training, not just focus solely on the gym and just lifting as much weight as possible. Have a, have a good variety and a good balance between it. So then you can, get the, the mental benefits as well. So that, that was probably I'll say that was probably a very long answer, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs>
0: no, I think that was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a it was a, it's a bit of a tricky question, but like if you're finding yourself in a position in the gym where you're coming in and you're not motivated to train, everything's sore and tight, like try to seek answers. Like and I, I know it's easier said than done because when shit goes wrong with me, sometimes I I put it on the back foot and I can totally admit that and I know it's hard sometimes to to make it a priority but like without our health like nothing like nothing else really matters like that's the most important thing so sometimes a gym can sometimes actually push us away from that that healthy whatever whatever health is to you it can kind of push us away from that and I found that with a lot of clients that have come to me that they feel like that and they just feel like they're at a point where they're not feeling their best because numerous reasons without going into too many little details but I'd say just definitely just make it a priority. If you are feeling like it's you're moving away from that health, um, whatever health is to you, then find ways to kind of overcome that. That's what I'd probably say.
0: Well, thank you, Luke. That was great. Um, thank, you. thank you for sharing your story with um, with our listeners. Um, do you have anything else to say?
1: No, that, I think that was that was a really. I I don't really like talking about myself, so that was a. That was probably the heart of podcasts. I'm more than happy to talk to people about their stuff and just training stuff. But for me, it's quite hard just to open up and talk about things, which is why I've never – eight months later, I've never really told many people. Only like my close circle know um, what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I hope you took something away from it and just found a benefit and can implement something into your life. Or if you know someone that's had a serious injury or health complication, just knowing that it's okay, you can get the right help and – get back on the right track. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, you can definitely do it. So, yeah, that's all I add. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, And we'll talk to you later. <laughs>
1: Thanks, guys.